Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special post-WrestleMania weekend trip recap edition of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fontes, and with me is the person I was with most of the time on that trip. This is that's Jeff. Aren't you aren't you sick of me yet, dude? That, that's your cue. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you... I, we didn't plan this out beforehand. I didn't know where I was supposed to jump in or not. Yeah, yeah. Who, is, who are you? My name Who is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my storyline brother, not real life brother, Steve Fountas. And I'm never going to say it correct because that's just what I do. That's okay. All right. So I just wanted to do a recap of our crazy three days in Dallas. And it was nuts. And a bunch of stuff happened. Met a ton of wrestlers. And I feel like there's a lot to talk about that I think people want to hear. I know our friend Soda Hunter went up, went live on Twitter yesterday, kind of unboxed his tote of everything he got signed. <laughs> yes. So you could follow him and see that. It's on his Twitter feed. But there's other stuff we can talk about. Uh, really quick, the main show feed will be back probably early next week with Eric and I on a regular PPW show. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. We'll be there for you. I uh, mentioned this week's more of just a recap stuff of the weekend Jeff and I had. And you can follow Jeff's fancy podcast. Him and his brother Scott do a show every week. You've probably heard of it called the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Follow them at Fully Posable. And your favorite podcast apps as well. Hit subscribe. And every week they will be there for you. Which I'm sure you'll talk a little bit with Scott as well about your trip. But yep. That would probably take up the entire show, so we'll do some here, you can do some there, and everyone will be all over the place. You can, everyone will get the full vibe of, of what happened in Dallas. Everybody will be caught up. Yes. Okay, so we can get, we'll just start at the beginning. Uh, I flew in from Chicago, you flew in from Oakland. Yep. We met at the airport, and I saw you, and I joked on Twitter, it looked like you were ready to board the Titanic. Two giant suitcases. <laughs> so let, let, let's talk about, so everyone kind of gets an idea of your packing process and exactly how much bubble wrap you used in these two suitcases. It was just full of figures and card cases. Right. So, uh, to, so to kind of go back. Yeah. Let's go all the way of, back. So let's of me, go, bu- of me bullying you into going first off. <laughs> well, okay. So it was just one night and you said, Hey man, we're about two weeks out. I need to know here soon. Cause I kept dragging my feet. I was like, do I want to go? Don't I want to go? You sent the text. I need to know. Celeste is sitting to my left. She goes, you need to go. You need to get out of the house. You haven't been out of the house basically in two and a half years to go anywhere except to Denver one time. And you need to get out of the house. And basically, I had the text message from you, Celeste in my left ear, and it was one of those, okay, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Now becomes the mad dash to get everything situated, meaning card cases, bubble wrap, which luckily... I, I kind of joked about it when my mom brought it over, but she brought over this huge Costco size garbage bag of bubble wrap. And I'm like, what am I mm-hmm. going to do with this? Well, two months later, guess what I'm doing with it? I'm wrapping card yeah. cases with it, you know? So I mad dash have to figure out who I'm getting autographs from, how much this is all going to cost, you know, just kind of doing everything in my head on a short amount of time. So, yes, to kind of fast forward a little bit, I was packing all the way up to the night before of card cases, figures, all that stuff. Make sure you had all your paint pens. You forgot a magic eraser. Uh, Luckily, yes. we picked one up. Yep, we picked one up for you. Yes. You're the best uh, travel partner, I'll tell you. 
<laughs> I got that going for me. I got that going for me. All right. So I brought a handful of things. Uh, some of the things I couldn't get signed. So I bought a couple of things for Kevin Nash. He ended up not showing up to WrestleCon, and WrestleCon went radio silent on him. Like, normally they were kind of responding, oh, this person canceled, this person's time moved, but Nash just no-showed, which sucks, but understandable. He lost one of his best friends recently, and I kind of guessed he didn't want a bunch of, like, fans coming up to him saying, hey, man, we missed Scott or whatever. Because to me, like, if I lost my best friend and a bunch of people kept saying his name to me over and over again, I'd probably be like, eh. And Nash loves money, so you know what he had to have been hurting for him Correct. to miss this. Yeah. I mean, uh, just imagine, like, everybody's coming up going, hey, man, we miss Scott Hall. You know, yeah. that's, an, that's a kick to the gut. I mean, you just lost him two weeks ago. You lost your best friend. So Yeah, for sure. As I can see a lot of fans being frustrated by that. You kind of have to understand his side of it, too. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, let's be honest, he does pretty much every con. So if you if you live near any major city, even a small city, if he's doing like a nitty show, Nash does signings all the time. So that that's a plus. So you can get your figures and whatever else you had signed. Uh, then I had a beefcake figure, which I didn't get signed, which we'll get, we'll get to that later. Uh, and I bought a bunch of trading cards too. So the AEW cards, I brought a Britt Baker, an Adam Cole, a the Bunny. I brought a William Regal NXT card, and I brought a uh, who, oh the Demolition WrestleMania card and the Diamond Dallas Page WrestleMania six card, which I joked was his rookie card. It's him driving the Cadillac with rhythm and blues in it. <laughs> and then I had a Bret Hart magazine, uh, the Simpsons w, with him and Bart, Bret Hart with him and Bart Simpson in the cover to get signed as well. And I actually just framed that up today and it looks awesome. So I'm pumped about that. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah. So I got all so that I've all situated. I've, I've got to ask, what was the decision in bringing cards? Like I, they came out great after you got them signed, but like, what was the decision? Like I'm bringing cards. That's, I, I think, so I think uh, here's what, here's kind of my thought. Like I'm, um, I'm not a completist with stuff, but I may, um, everything's got to be symmetrical in a way. So, okay. for example, like I have a Britt Baker figure, um, and there's no AEW Adam Cole figure right now, so I like that would look weird if they weren't all signing. Like the Britt Baker series I have is the Unmatched series one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, well, am I going to get the rest of these Unmatched series one signed? So let's say Britt, Darby, Omega, Miro, Dustin, and Cody were all there. I'm like, all right, I'm getting this whole set signed, but they weren't. Whereas right. the cards, I feel like they can just kind of be standalone. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need the whole set of them. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, selfishly, like the value on some of them are, is pretty good too. Um, where I feel like, although we, I, I was shocked as we will talk about, the, apparently the signed figure value thing is going through the roof, which I didn't really know because in the past, it seemed like sometimes the autograph could decrease the resale value depending on the guy. Right. Sometimes people, people just want the figure, but apparently not. But it, it's just something I want to try differently. Um, I'm also out of room for displaying stuff. That's another thing too. And I'm really happy how they came out and I'll talk about that too and, and kind of the Sharpie I tested with and used and how it worked out well. And then these magnet uh, card cases that they were selling as well, they're like really hard cases. Mm-hmm. Those worked out well too. It's a great display and and all that. And then, and then also JSA was on site certifying them for 10 bucks a pops. So that was a good deal. So I got some certification for them. Except, that was kind of my my thing behind it, my ex- motivation, I guess. Except Bobby Eaton, they would not certify Bobby Eaton's autograph, which was nice because they could have been like, yeah, yeah, we'll look at it, but they had no reference of Bobby Eaton's signature nearby. So what are you gonna do? That's what the internet's for. I guess, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, you're never selling that fake that two pack, which we'll get to anyway. Um, 
so we Never. we pulled into Dallas around I don't know like two o'clock. There's a long long line at the rental car place, but wasn't in a big rush. We had plenty of time before WrestleCon started. Uh, we drove downtown where your hotel was, and went and grabbed some a quick bite to eat. And right away, the WrestleMania vibe was in the air because we must have been halfway between WrestleCon and the Superstore because we just kept seeing wrestling fans walking by, wrestling shirts, bags full of merch. Uh, Bret Hart uh, chalk line outfit, all this stuff. So it was right away, even on Thursday, it's like, okay, WrestleMania is taking over this town already. Yeah, you could tell a bunch of wrestling fans have just taken over that town. And when I, and I don't know if you kind of got a gauge of it, but walking down to the Superstore from where the WrestleCon Hotel was, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. It was like maybe 20 minute walk. Yeah. So, because so, I kind of started wandering on Friday night, just aimlessly around Dallas. I like to get myself lost and then try to find my way home. <laughs> it worked out for you, though. It does. It does. <laughs> All right. And then, so WrestleCon started on Thursday, and it was a pretty, it was chaotic, but compared to the rest of the week, it was super low-key as far as what was going on. Um, wrestlers are kind of trickling in. There was several rooms. There was the main. There was a couple like side rooms than the main room. I'd say mm-hmm. uh, the side rooms were the most kind of chill. Right. Uh, who Who's the first person you got right away? Do you remember the first person you met was? Uh, first person was Jake. Okay. Yeah. So Jake so, was right like the first room we walked in. He was right there. So I've got to point out though. So you had a ticket for Thursday night. Yes. You and I went into the lobby and then just went right up and right in front of us was Jake IRS million dollar man Ron Simmons mm-hmm. Bo Dallas was sitting next to IRS like Brooke ev- Hogan yeah Brooke Hogan was in that room Lex, <laughs> Lex Luger, Luger. but everybody was everybody was right there and so it was like mm-hmm. okay can we start getting autographs so everybody was kind of aimlessly walking into this room and it was just Okay, here we go. I'm going to hand you money. So, you know, here's a card case, yeah. or at least in my case. Jake had See, Jake had some custom, almost like LJN style figures that Sim Brody, he said, signed, or excuse me, made up for him. Mm-hmm. Sitting on his table and he was trying to push him on me. And I'm like, I'm good, dude. I got your LJN. I'm good, man. Yeah, I don't need the custom one. But he was in a great mood all weekend. Like every time we were in that room for other signatures, he was joking with people, laughing it up. It seemed like for the most part, at least my experience, everyone I met was in a good mood. They were interactive. Um, we kind of lucked out with a few of the other people as well, which we'll talk about with the big couple of the big names, Brett and Rick Flood, we both kind of lucked out on. Yeah. And our wait time was next to nothing. So uh, I think the first person I met... I think I lined up for Britt Baker and because she kind of was there. And then, actually, no, I was waiting for Adam Cole because then they found out, oh, Adam Cole's going to be late. He's not going to be because his flight's late or something. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I was just wandering around. Uh, then I met Britt Baker, and she was super cool. She signed the the card for me. Um, I got it a green metallic sharp, or I'm sorry, a blue metallic sharpie, and it really pops off of the card because of the the metallic style of it. Also, those are designed to go on dark backgrounds. Yeah. So I highly recommend those for cards, for magazines, things where you're a little nervous on a paint pen, maybe an 8x10, um, where it could smudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly recommend those those Sharpies. They look very well. I know Sharpies are pretty taboo in the 
figure world because they <laughs> fade and they don't look good. Right. But definitely on the on the figure for sure. Well, the funny thing is, is the reason you ended up in the main room was because you already lost me like five minutes yeah, into the show. Exactly. So the funny thing is, yeah, is I had I, just got I Jake's thought autograph. you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just got Jake's autograph and I was getting situated in the back of the room because on Thursday night, there was a lot of room going on. You could move around. You could yeah. kind of move back. You could kind of get yourself situated. Mm-hmm. So I went to the back of the room and I looked up and I, I mean, you're like seven foot nothing, dude. So I, like, I was <laughs> like, I see Steve. I look back down. I'm getting situated with the Jake autograph and then about to get the IRS card case out. And I look back up and I see you walking out of the room and I'm like, oh, Okay. I go get IRS and you're nowhere to be found. Well, that's what's funny because I thought you had left because you bent down to get something. Like, oh, he must have wandered off somewhere else. And then we found <laughs> each other. It was it, it worked out. It was fine. Yeah. We kind of divided and conquered. So you met IRS next. He's got a kind of a, like a meh autograph, but he, he spiced it up for you a little bit, I guess. A, a little bit. So he kept... A, I always think of things afterwards. I think we all do that. Like when somebody gets into an argument, you're like, oh, I should have said this in the middle of the argument. But anyways... So I went up, I put the card case down in front of IRS, and he goes, what do you want me to sign? I said, can you sign IRS? And Bo Dallas is sitting right next to him, and I I said, what I do is I put your Hasbro in there. And Bro goes, oh, that's kind of cool. And I was like, yeah. And IRS goes, do you want me to put anything else on here? Like, what? <laughs> and I said, um, do you want to improv it? And he goes, do you want me to put WWF? And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, going back, I wish I would have said, would you have been able to put WWF Tag Champ or WWF... Um, That's okay. Yeah, something. So he just put IRS, WWF, so six letters. <laughs> mm-hmm. It worked out. It, it worked did. out well. It did. Good guy. Worst suit so, all weekend. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> and then I think I met, did I met Brett on Thursday or Friday? I don't remember. It that must have been Friday. Cause he was, yeah, he, it was a Thursday? It was Thursday. Okay. Right. Because, so this kind of worked, I might be going uh, out of order a little bit, but so for those who weren't there, we mentioned this main, like kind of side room, which is where they put a lot of the bigger stars, except for the AEW people, which was smart because then there's not a mass gathering of people. So there's a couple side rooms that had Bret Hart in one room, Ric Flair in the other, Big Show in the other, stuff like that. So there's not people on top of each other. So something happened. I think you told me, like, oh, Brett signs over there. I think he's coming soon. So I ran over mm-hmm. there, and I was maybe like eight or nine people back in line. And then mm-hmm. Brett came like five, ten minutes later. I got his autograph. I went up and I got to talk to him a little bit. And I said, hey, you know, just so you know, I go, it's funny. My six-year-old daughter uh, will kind of tolerate watching wrestling when I'm watching you. You go, because you wear pink. And she loves pink. And he kind of chuckled. And I told him, I said, Brett, you know, I rewatch all your stuff. I'm like, just so you know, your stuff's timeless, man. It's going to live forever. He's like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And they gave him a big handshake and signed the the Bart Simpson WWF Magazine autograph. But by the time I turned around, the line was out the door, down the hall, around. And the, the rest of the night he was signing can like I, for hours. Can I ask a question? Sure. And I didn't ask you this all weekend. Did you tell him that in your Brett imitation voice? Oh, well, you know, the hitman. I could have had a good match with Bart Simpson. Shawn Michaels never was in the fucking, he was never at the Simpsons. He was Hulk Hogan, the piece of shit, Terry. I did not. I did not. Uh, That would have been great. I still regret you not telling Scott Hall that Bret Hart was talking shit about him at WrestleCon 2019. Oh, I Trying to get you to do that. No, no, no. I don't want a confrontation. I I didn't want to start some beef between them. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be in. I didn't need that pressure in my life. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people were there on Thursday night that weren't supposed to be there. I think they were just in the hotel. Like, I guess we'll just go down there. Like, Powers of Pain weren't supposed to be there. They, they were there. Demolition just showed up, and uh, Jungle Boy was there, and Mo- no, Mox wasn't there Liger. yet. But, um, yes, Liger wasn't supposed to be there. You got a, a picture with him, and you got the autograph that was his Super 7 you got? Yeah, I got the Super... Uh, no, excuse me, Storm Collectibles. That's what that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Either way, that his autograph's awesome because it takes up the whole bubble. It's awesome. Yep, yep. and it looks beautiful, too, because at first, in the upper left-hand corner, he signed in Japanese, and then he just... He went to town on the rest of the bubble. He just, mm-hmm. he started making lines, started doing all <laughs> everything under the sun. I'm like, just keep going, man. Don't stop till you get enough, you know? And I guess we'll go to this now. The first kind of time we ran into this where all of a sudden these wrestlers, handlers are trying to upcharge you yes. on site. Yeah. Now, it's not uncommon at WrestleCon for if you pre-order an autograph, it's 30, day of it's 40, something like that. That's that's happened before. Uh, what was, was uncommon was upcharging for certain items. Right. So we go to Beefcake, and I've got his Legends figure, the recent one, and the guy's like, you want an autograph? I'm like, yep. And they start taking out the figure. He goes, that's, he goes, oh, that's 60. I go, I just laughed at him. I go, what? I go, 60. I literally said it sound like, I go, 60. And the guy was like, oh, well, it's for the figure. And then you could tell the guy was like not expecting someone to like question him. Yeah. So then, and then I go, I go, that's ridiculous, dude. And he goes, oh, I go, I go, it's 25 bucks online. He goes, well, it's not for, I'm like, it doesn't say anything about figures on there. And we've talked about this and so did and me and you. If you're going to charge that, totally fine. Whatever you're going to charge is your business, but you cannot change the rules in between what when you put it up for sale and then when it happens. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, well, people are selling it. I go, I'm not going to sell this. And he's like, well, you know, and he, then he started going, well, I could do it for 50. I'm like, oh, and I just told him, I go, I go, I'm like, that's carny shit. No way. And I walked away from him. <laughs> and then you kind of got screwed because you bought two autographs and he only signed the card case, right? He only what signed happened? the card case. And that... That's got to stop right now. You, If you're going to... Let me go back. So yeah. I see that they're starting to do the baseball player, football player thing. You know what baseball players do. If you want a bat signed, mm-hmm. that's a... Let's say you want a Frank Thomas bat signed, that's $99 or whatever it is. If you want a baseball sign, that's $79. If you want a helmet sign, that's $129. Look, at least that's posted somewhere so you know when you're getting up to that table. So when you get up to that table, you have your money in hand for mm-hmm. that item. Nowhere on WrestleCon's website did it say $40 for figure, $40 for photo, oh, $80 for a belt. Nowhere on there did it say that. It was 40 40 60 Flair, 40 for an auto. Right. 40 yeah, some for guys a, did like Rick, like Rick Flair. Spec, like his thing said, if you want a belt, it's more. Bret Hart, if you, it's some said it was more money for certain things. Okay, oh, you, you mean know? online? Oh yes, it yes. did say it online. You're right. You're 100 percent correct. That's right. But, so that's totally fine. But Arn Anderson didn't have that labeled. Mm-mm. Lex Luger didn't have that labeled. You know, I. The thing is, is that people are budgeting going to these cons to. You know, okay, I've got to budget this amount of money for Luger. I've got to budget this amount of money for Beefcake. I've got, that's the thing is you've, you're budgeting. And then when you get up to the table and you get 
oh by the way that's 60 bucks for a figure what that it, there mm-hmm. was nothing on that online if you're gonna do that state that because that way i can determine okay luger's chart or excuse me beefcake's charging 60 for a figure i'm not gonna pay that so i can leave that figure home and allot that money to someone else yeah and so yeah. It, it's carny stuff and you're 100 percent correct and you were 100 percent correct calling out that handler about that i don't know it just gets me frustrated because if you're gonna do it, put it on some so we can be ready for it. So we're not mm-hmm. hit by the sticker shock when we get up there. That that's a hundred percent carny stuff, and it's gotta stop. Now let me ask you. So we're, we're gonna skip ahead a bit. Uh, they had some pretty cool vendors there too. Selling mm-hmm. there was one figure place that was selling like basically retail price figures. It was awesome. Yeah. And you picked up and I picked up as well the Blood and Guts uh, Britt Baker ringside exclusive. Yeah. You got your sign. Yeah. Did she upcharge you for the figure design? Uh, or was it forty? No, it was fifty. Okay, that makes sense because she was charging because her regular signature was forty. The figure was fifty. Um, which again, they didn't advertise that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of, if, again, if that's your price, cool. DDP, when I went up for him, it, he was signing figures, cards, eight by tens, everything was 50 bucks flat, you know, whatever you wanted. Um, yeah. And, and to Brett fast Hart, forward, same and thing. To fa- and to fast forward to Saturday. Yeah. I, I, sorry to skip ahead a bit. Regal, 30 for an auto, 30 for a photo, 50 for a combo. That's simple. Everything. Yep. Everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you another example. Bret Hart's going to be out here in San Jose in two months. 60 for an auto, 60 for a picture, or $100 for the combo. Simple as that. It says right there, everything will be signed under the auto. So, mm-hmm. okay, there's no upcharge for a figure. There's no upcharge for magazines or whatever else turnbuckles there's no upcharge it's 60 dollars flat and if you guys want to put that into your cost when say like you do want a carded figure sign so instead of just saying hey carded figures are an extra 20 bucks just put that in the cost everything is 70 bucks just put that in your cost and then exactly and then we'll make the determination if we want to pay that price yeah, it's it's annoying and it's just whatever. Um, I know certain guys are putting restrictions on things now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undertaker, when he did his signing at the Superstore, it said no rookie cards are allowed to be signed. Right. So there's that. I'm surprised he. I heard in one of the signings, it could have been wrong that he wasn't signing Hasbro's. So I heard like carded Hasbro's. That is. Well, did they have a something stated that? He would not sign no, rookie cards or card They in. did. Yeah. So before you bought the Undertaker autograph, it said no rookie cards okay. on there. So okay. you're that's totally cool. Yeah. Um, I saw Horror Movie Barbecue Chad today on Twitter mention, he goes, okay, well, if they're worried about it, if I get accustomed to Chad, you know I'm not going to sell it. You definitely should charge me less type of thing. So Right. It's just, right. I, that's what, part of why I was pushing you to come to this too. And now I think these... Uh, these signings, signings are just going to get more expensive, I think. Well, like, guys are just going to be charging more and more. Until we until we stop going and paying these prices, let me I'm just say this right now, Beefcake didn't have a person around him anytime I walked by him all weekend. Correct. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a, so he had nobody near him. Um, <laughs> what was it? Hacks, you met Hacksaw? You got a, a card case by him? I think his was flat 30 bucks for 30 whatever bucks. you wanted signed. Yep. Whatever you wanted signed, yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, it made me appreciate those guys that were just flat fees. Hacksaw. Mm-hmm. Right, fast forward to Saturday, Regal, 
Dude, it, Ric Flair was flat. Yep. Whatever you wanted, except for a belt. Except you know? for a belt, yep. And so let's talk too. Yeah, and Tatanka took the time and he, you know, make sure you wanted this paint pen. He was selling, um, he had his own figures on the table too you can buy and all that stuff. So good good on Tatanka. Yep. Um, the Ric Flair story is kind of funny because he's had a long line all weekend. And he was also kind of sporadic when he was there. He wasn't exactly on schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went in there and all of a sudden we're like, wow, there's like three people in front. And because you were kind of like hesitant, you're like, I think he's charging like a hundred bucks. I go, well, let's just go ask. So I walked up to the the table and literally there's like three people in line. And I said, how much for an autograph? And they said, what is it? I go, it's a flat item. It's a card case. They go, okay, it's 70. Only belts are a hundred. I said, okay. So yeah, 70 bucks. And he's been charging between 60 and 70 for the past, I think five years. So that's fine as right. far as I'm concerned. Like that's right. what it is. Um, we were a little concerned because Flair, so Hunter said Flair was not looking too good when he met him. He was fine. We, he was a little talkative when we met him. We, we chatted him up a little bit. That was hella funny. You're all, you better not cry tomorrow when Charlotte wins. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from home. Homa said that to him one time too. And he got him to that. And then Ric Flair was doing like the shoulder slaps, like, whoop, getting ready to go, get yeah. ready to hit town. And he also had a gash over his he, left eye. Yeah, well, I well I did see on Twitter him and uh, Ricky Morton were doing lockups in that room, so maybe <laughs> they clashed heads or something like that. <laughs> Ricky Morton's thumbnail uh, gouged him a little bit over the left eye. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was also some cool stuff to check out. There's autographed belts. Um, unfortunately, not to be unexpected, a lot of up like premium upcharges for Scott Hall signed items. Um, yeah, about that. Kind of annoying. Was not a fan so, of that. Well. There was one kind of okay thing. So at one of the back tables, the promoter that was supposed to have Scott Hall had a bunch of 8x10s pre-signs. He did. And he goes, these are all 40 bucks. And that's what we're going to charge if you do. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's what it was going to cost anyway. Yeah. Type of thing. But like, they had a couple figures for like 300, two, like 275, all that stuff. I'm like, that sucks. You know, I get it, but it still kind of left a icky taste in your mouth. Yeah, and uh, you know what I got? I do have to go back and say that Tatanka, he had his carded Hasbro mm-hmm. for 150 bucks, and I'm like, well, you know what? That's not a bad price, actually. Yeah, it wasn't. I was, I mean, I was if he signed it too, like add an autograph on that, like 150 all in. That's a deal. Yeah, exactly. There was a quite a few Hasbro's carded Hasbro's, I should say, just kind of out and about, and you're thinking, oh boy, do I yeah. go down that rabbit hole or do I just? <laughs> Keep going with my card cases. That's what I seem to be happy with. So who? what other card cases did you get? I mean, I know there's a bunch. What was a few other ones? Any other stories with guys that you met over the weekend too? Well, I do have to say Bushwhacker Luke was really cool. Um, I went up to him and I got his card case signed. And the paint pen blobbed out, kind of leaked out. Mm-hmm. And Bushwhacker Luke looked at me and he goes, hey, just come back later. I will take it off with this rubbing alcohol. Not rubbing alcohol, hand sanitizer. Like he had like Germex sitting mm-hmm. up there or something, Purell, whatever. Yeah. And he goes, and I'll take it off and I'll re-sign it. And I'm like, no, nah, it's okay, man. I appreciate it. But the best thing is, and I will always go to this guy's table, is Colt Cabana was like, whose card case is that? And I was all, oh, it's Bushwhacker Luke. And he goes, what happened there? Because he pointed to the, the smudge and the blob right there. And I was like, oh, the paint pen leaked. And he goes, 
do you want me to go get it resigned for you? And I'm like, you're the best, Colt, but I appreciate it. But no, nah, it's all good, man. Yeah. He's like, he's my friend, dude. I can go over there and get it signed for you. And I was like, no, nah, it's all right. Um, the one I was, the two people I was kind of debating on if I wanted to get them or not, and it was Ric Flair and Virgil. Mm-hmm. And I did get Virgil's autograph. And well, he was 20 bucks, right? He was 25. Okay. That's fine. 25. And, that's fine. <laughs> and I know, but still, it's that whole do I want Virgil's autograph? You know, that type of thing. Um, one thing I noticed is a lot of people didn't know how to sign the card case. D- they were asking, do you want me to turn it sideways and sign it that way or up and down? I was like, up and down. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with this thing. Yeah, and then you got Demolition too, right? Yep, got Axe Smash. Uh, they also signed the Jack's Classic 2-pack as well. That was a re-auto, right? That was a re-auto. That was the reason you got the Magic Erase, uh, was mm-hmm. because I was taking that off and I took off Powers of Pain too. Yeah, Powers of Pain and Axe and Smash, both in their full gimmick uh, face paint. So appreciate the effort when they do that. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. You got something from Axe and Smash, didn't you? Yeah, I got their WrestleMania card. Um, so this happened a few times where you kind of are waiting to meet this guy, like a wrestler, and then either another wrestler or someone else comes up and starts talking to them during like your quote unquote beat and greet. Yeah. Which like, to me, it's like, I didn't really have much to say to demolitions. I didn't really care. But there was other times like, no, I'm going to wait and I'm going to have, I'm going to have my interaction. I'm not going to like let you sign this and just not even look at me. Like I'm paying you yeah. <laughs> to talk to me. So, <laughs> um, but they were, they, uh, what was pretty cool was, uh, Axe looked at the card and on the card, it's them celebrating their championship title winner, WrestleMania six. And the picture acts just looks so happy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this was a good night for us. And Smash <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was a good night for us. And they signed it in gold and it really popped. So it was it was a cool thing. I think it was uh, 40 bucks for I – sh- I didn't get a picture because I think it was – the Tandler told me, he goes, it's 40 bucks for two six, for this the combo for them both to sign it. And he goes, it's 60 if you want a picture too. I'm like, I'll just take the – you know, the, uh, the autograph is like, well, how about 50 for everything? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need the, the picture with these guys. I think I have a picture with them before at WrestleCon in New Orleans. I'm good. <laughs> um, but they're, they, they're pushing the upcharge. They're like the guy at the rental counter when we were there trying to upsell all the, uh, the people in line, the upgraded cars. Oh my <laughs> we were, God. It was brutal. But all again, the, I was in no rush. So I didn't care. All the people that were just like, look, stop trying to upcharge me i just want the car you know there was yeah. that one guy that was really frustrated he was like i've never had anybody make this as difficult as you have <laughs> yeah it was funny it was a funny thing uh and then i also oh, really quick so when i met Britt baker and then later i was like okay i'm gonna do another lap and see if adam cole showed up yet because his flight was delayed and we were like, we're getting ready to leave. And you're like, oh, there's Adam Cole. And he was literally just walking in right next to us. I'm like, oh, guess I'm getting in line to meet him. And the best <laughs> part was, um, as I was kind of walking up to meet him, because his line by this time was super long, someone I had met in line earlier had an Adam Cole figure. And we were in line to meet him the, the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what color paint pen you can use? He goes, I don't know, man. I'm going to use whatever they have up there. I go, no, man, you can't use like a Sharpie. I'm like... Let me get you a paint pen. Like, I got lots of colors in here. And he goes, okay. And I grabbed your yellow Posca. And I saw him in line again. And I kind of, and he was like near the front. And I kind of like, you know, hey, we're friends. We talked like a couple hours ago. And I go, <laughs> hey, man, if I give you this card, will you get him to sign it? 
And then I have to wait in line. He goes, yeah, sure. And he goes, actually, you can just go online. I'm like, sweet. Here's your pink pen for the spot in line. <laughs> and it, it worked out well. So Adam Cole signed it. And I talked. Cole was in a great mood. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. He's like, we had some weather. He goes, but it's no big deal. He's like, I'm here all weekend. I got nothing else to do. I'm here every session. He goes, I'll be here to meet everybody. So, and only 40 bucks. Like, again, this is a guy that could have charged 70 if he wanted, I think. Yeah. And that was the best thing is Adam Cole, Britt Baker, um, Christian, they all looked happy to be there. You know, they yep. were all inter- interacting with everybody. They were engaging. Adam Cole was smiling with every mark that went up to him, you know. Yeah. Especially. Like, what pose do you want to do? Boom, baby, you pick. We can yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's so cool. I would kind of wish I would have done a auto and a photo with him, but I have a good feeling I'll be able to see him later. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you met Jungle Boy. That would I thought Jungle Boy was going to be a cut for your autograph. But you ended up getting him to sign your figure, right? What what happened? What made you decide to go with Jungle Boy? <laughs> so Celeste actually threw that figure in. So okay. I was like, I think Jungle Boy is going to be a cut, and I had the figure sitting out while she was sitting in the back room with me. And she goes, "Let's just put this in here," and she put it in mm-hmm. uh, to the suitcase. So I was like, well, I guess I'm getting Jungle Boy's autograph. Well, it was cool when I went up to him. I was like, hey, dude, we miss you in Northern California because he used to run up the and down the coast up here. Mm-hmm. Over here, I should say. And he used to do all pro wrestling, pro wrestling revolution. Then he would go down south to PWG. I, I mean, he was all over ca- the California coast. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I hella miss it over there, too. I was like, well, just know that you are missed over here. And he goes, well, I'm happy to be doing California again because they're going to be in Orange County. They're going to be down south, Southern California. And he goes, and I heard that we were going to do the Cow Palace, but I haven't heard any more about that. So I don't know if that's happening or not. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, damn, dude. He goes, yeah, I know. He goes, I really want to get back out there. So we talked to him a little bit. But here's the part where I saw someone because – Mind you, two Jungle Boys left is Britt Baker. Yeah. While I'm talking to Jungle Boy, I happen to look over at Britt Baker signing an autograph, and she was signing the Blood and Guts two-pack. Sorry, the Blood and Guts uh, figure. And I saw her sign it, and I'm like, man, that looks so beautiful, because she signed it in white, and on top of that, she has a beautiful autograph, a beautiful signature. For sure, yep. So you and I ran back up to the room to unload everything and then grab more stuff and head back down. And I was talking to you in the room and I'm like, man, I think I'm going to get that Britt Baker blood and guts figure. And you're like, yeah, you should. And I'm like, well, you're the worst, man. You should be talking me out of it. <laughs> but it wasn't, like, it wasn't, no, a, you need to do it wasn't it, crazy. I think it was like 50 bucks and, and I think it's like 47 on ringside, you know? So it was a good deal. Exactly. And you were there and stuff like that to get a sign. So sure. yeah, I know what you mean, <laughs> but I was hoping you would talk me out of it. <laughs> well, this ended up being one of the best autographs of the weekend, I think for you. It, it really was. It came out so good. And it was funny too. She's all, do you want me to personalize it? And I was like, no, no, please don't. And I was like, I promise <laughs> I'm not selling it. And she goes, you paid for my auto. So you get to do with it, whatever you please. I was all, well, just know it's going to a good home and not up on eBay. Mm-hmm. And she goes, whatever, you do what you need to do. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> She's like, I got paid. So you, you, I convinced you to not go with white as well. So I'm, I'm glad for that. Yes, because I'm hooked on the seafoam green now for a lot of my autos. It looks awesome. So I'm sure you'll tweet some pictures out when your guys' show comes out this Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, of some of your autos. But 
but that was one of my favorite ones you got all weekend was her the dr Britt baker dmd and i did not get mine signed i don't regret it because i have i think i'm going to collect all the blood and guts ringside figures okay um but i'm not again back to having everything symmetrical almost I don't have the Cody and Dustin sign, although the High Spot store did have that sign for 150, which again was a kind of a fair value. It's a $40 figure. A Cody Auto is probably 50. A Dustin Auto is probably 40. So it's probably a, it's a pretty fair value, I think, if, for that. Mm-hmm. But I decided against it. I'm just going to keep them all unsigned so I can see the figures in the packages as well. That's part of the reason too, is so you can see everything in there. Let's do a quick side jog to that High Spot store. They had a lot. Yeah. Of, they had a lot of carded figures. They had mm-hmm. a lot of carded figures that were autographed already, but they had like carded LJNs. Now, granted, they weren't in the best condition. They had Jesse Ventura and I think, was it Mr. Fuji? I think that was up there. I thought it was, Corp- it wasn't, I don't know. Um, it wasn't Corporal. No, it wasn't Paul. It wasn't Bruno because there was a loose Bruno. Correct. Um, that actually had a really, it wasn't played with that much. Yeah, it was pretty decent. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. How we always talk. I was watching WrestleMania one today. And I saw him with uh, his son in the WrestleMania one match. Um, David, I, I forget who it was. Yeah, I forget who the other card thing was. But they also had a bunch of Jack specific Bone Crunchers. They had uh, regular Jacks, some random Mattels. Oh, they the theme. They were smart. They had some Bray Wyatt figures. Like, oh, buy this figure, get it signed, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but they had a lot of AEW figures signed too. I think they were like a hundred bucks each. So. Not cheap, but not crazy expensive. And the cool thing was, is they had those turnbuckle pads. Yes. They had four different Bray Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Three or four different Bray Wyatts. But they had the Bret Hart one with the skull and it's saying Hitman. And I remember Thursday night, I was like, man, I want that. I want that. And then I call Celeste. It was like 50 bucks after, or something? Uh, yeah. Well, so the thing was, is... I had my card out and I was going to pay for it. And I think it was 50, but with the 20%, because if you were, if you got your ticket, you know, the super fan ticket, you got 20% Mm -hmm. off at the high spot store all weekend. So I went down there and I had my card out and he goes, do you happen to have any cash? And I said, all I got is 39 bucks. And he goes, okay, I'll take that. I was like, really? (laughs) I'm like, perfect. Okay. Here's 39 bucks. And he goes, perfect. And he handed me the turnbuckle pad. But the funny thing was, is after you left, I was thinking, I was like, I want that. And Celeste was like, go get it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get it. (laughs) By the way, also, can we talk about how you just had bad luck in Dallas? Well, we'll get to there. We'll get to my bad luck a little bit. But it wasn't so bad at the end of the day. It was fun. Well, you had had three things happen to you. (laughs) I did. Thursday night, Friday. No, sorry. Saturday and then Saturday night. Yeah. So Thursday, the only thing that really happened was Nash didn't show up, right? And we had to wait in line for the rental car. Correct. Uh, but but then you also had a truck come up behind you, flashing its high beams, honking its Oh, home. yeah. So, so, thir- so, I mean, we'll just skip ahead. We're all over the place. Anyway, on Thursday night, I was driving back to my brother's house. He lived in the suburbs south of Dallas. That's why I stayed with Jeff State at the WrestleCon Hotel. There was only one bed, and I, I'm, a, I'm a sprawler outer, so I decided to be nice and, and leave Jeff alone. But... I'm driving back to my brother's and all of a sudden like this truck is like, and this is pretty late, like midnight on my, or maybe nine o'clock on my ass. And all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell is this truck doing? I'm going the speed limit. And he flies past me and gives me the middle finger and says, effing liberal. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? (laughs) 
I pulled up to the my brother's house, realized, oh, this rental car has California plates. So like, this hillbilly was all pissed. Some California scumbag was in his neighborhood. I'm like, oh man, it could have could escalated quickly. So then we'll get to more fun stuff that happened to me over the weekend. Uh, so any any other any other things happened Thursday night? Any other? Because we kind of knocked out a ton on Thursday because it was so not crowded. Like you just walked up to Jungle Boy, basically. You yeah. just walked up to uh, a bunch of people because they were just hanging out because it was everyone was still trying to figure out where to go. Yep. As well, um, but you could just walk up to most guys, which was pretty awesome. And it was, it wasn't as good as New York as far as spread out, but it was definitely okay. It was definitely decent enough where they were kind of smart and putting bigger guys in side room instead of the main room. So the one thing I do have to bring up, and this was really cool. I went up to get Adam Bomb's autograph. I got it on the Jack's Classic and I got it on a card case. Mm -hmm. And I have my Buffalo Bills mask on. I have my Buffalo Bills hat on. And he looks up at me and he goes, are you a true Bills fan? And I was like, all right, let's talk. You know, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And he goes... 1990, 1993, do you remember a defensive line guy named Jeff Wright? And I'm like, yeah, he was on the defensive line. I remember him. Of course I do. And he goes, I played next to him at University of Missouri. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, hold on. I got to sign this stuff, but I'm going to show you a video. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> so he signs the stuff real quick. By the way, his handlers were hella cool. Just yeah. chatting to them while Adam Bomb walked away for uh, real briefly. So Adam Bomb gets up, gets his cell phone, and he starts showing me highlights or clips of him on the defensive line making tackles um, for the University of Missouri. And I'm like, this is the most random thing I think I'm probably going to experience <laughs> this whole weekend. Now, fast forward uh -huh. to that night. I'm texting my buddy who's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. His name's Nathan. I'm texting Nathan. I was all, you want to hear the most random thing that could, it's going to just blow your mind? He goes, what's that? I said, I was talking to Adam Baum about the Buffalo Bills. And he goes, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's pretty random. And I was all, and do you remember Jeff Wright? He goes, yeah, of course I remember Jeff Wright. I was all, he was showing me videos of Jeff Wright and him playing on the defensive line. He goes, Okay, I'm going to go to work now. This is too random for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and and throughout the weekend, a few funny things happened because Jeff is like, you know, Metallica where he wears his own shirt walking yeah. around. He had his fully posable shirt, various fully posable shirts on. And a few people came up to him and was like, hey, sweet fully posable shirt. And like, I'm like, this is fully posable. Like, come meet Jeff. <laughs> so you got to meet a few fans of your show, which was pretty cool. That was really cool. Uh, there was a gentleman named Luis. There was uh, Aaron Shetty. I'm drawing a blank on a few other people. But that was really cool mm -hmm. that everybody was just coming up. Because um, you mentioned to the gentleman named Luis, you were like, yeah, this is Jeff from Fully Posable. And he kind of <laughs> looked and he was like, I love your show. And yeah. I was like, dude, thanks, man. You know, I... I don't know if I've interacted with him on Twitter, and if I have, I apologize. You know, you do interactions all day. You know, you kind of lose track sometimes. Mm -hmm. And plus, WrestleCon's chaotic, where everyone's trying to figure out their next plan of attack. It's yes. like it's not a time to like relax and like chat it up with people. Yeah, like we only got to see Soda Hunter for like a couple minutes before we saw him again at WrestleMania. Yep, because he he had a and again I'm I'm gonna pull up his exact Twitter handle because his live unboxing thing he did was really really cool. Uh, it's still on his Twitter feed. He's 
at same thing at soda underscore hunter. He's soda mania is his name now, but <laughs> go ahead and watch his, his unboxing of all stuff he got. And he's got some stories about getting upcharged up the wazoo, like Sergeant Slaughter yeah. charged him a hundred bucks for his like, signature on his ultimate edition. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Come on, Sarge. That's ridiculous. It looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The autograph. It better, it better suck your dick if it's that for a hundred bucks for the figure better. Sarge better be doing something else. Wait, whoa, whoa. I'm just cool with the auto, dude. <laughs> hey, man. That chin. For a hundred bucks, I want something. That, that chin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> God. Right off the rails. But so, yeah, it's all, he, it was, the, the upcharges were insane and he got a got bit in the ass quite a bit for it yeah uh the cool one was is sarge had a miniature yes. turnbuckle pad that said gi joe and it had sarge on it and leg af but looked awesome uh, whatever whatever yeah <laughs> I, hey i don't mind bootlegs bring on all the bootlegs <laughs> who makes hasbro's gi joe or mattel or i mean sorry um has gi joe hasbro or mattel uh gi joe gi joe's hasbro Okay, so do you, you think Hasbro authorized him selling no, the, of course the not. turbuckle pads? Of course not, Steve. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no way did they authorize that. Like, all right, Sarge, tell you what, sign this and I won't report you to Hasbro right now for selling <laughs> this stuff. But I had to get that turbuckle pad for Scott, and Scott marked out huge when I sent him mm-hmm. the picture that night. And then when he saw it on Sunday, he was, like, giving me a huge hug. He was actually giving me a huge hug because, one, he was drunk. Two, sure. I traded uh, draft spots with him so he could get Aaron Judge. And three, he would give me a hug every once in a while just for getting him the Sarge turnbuckle pad. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm trying to think of anything else crazy on Thursday or anything else of note that happened on Thursday. No, Thursday was really chilled and laid back uh, despite running around and getting everybody's autograph. I well, mean, I think we were we were both kind of like, well, let's just crank these out. Let's just do this because we're not going to be waiting. Let's just go as much as we can. Yeah. Well, let's let's just go full bore tonight. That way it kind of loosens up the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, you went to the morning session, uh-huh. which was super fan only. Uh-huh. I didn't, um, but it was kind of funny. I was, again, they weren't even really checking wristbands um, on Friday again. So I walked up there kind of looking for you because you had already been there and and when I, when I was leaving, because I saw, you, you told me, oh, I'll meet you back at the room. There was finally someone there at the escalator checking wristbands. The guy, was, the guy goes, do you got a wristband? I go, nope. He goes, oh. And I was like, don't worry, man, I'm leaving. He goes, oh, okay. Just make it sure. <laughs> like, he's like, you should have been here earlier when I was walking around forever. Um, the, the funny thing was, is I was sitting in the hotel room, or the hotel out. I should say the lobby area outside of that mm-hmm. main room where IRS was. Yeah. I was sitting out there for about 10 minutes and wrestlers were like looking at me like, what's this Mark doing here? Because I, yeah. I had the belt, the NWA tag belt sitting over me. Oh, that's me. right. Yeah. And I was sitting there for about 10 minutes because I had just dr- kind of came down right into that ballroom area. And yeah. so, so I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here, but screw it. I'm going to just sit here, be on my phone, make it look like I'm just... You know, not caring, mm-hmm. don't have a care in the world. And then I saw all the people come up the escalator. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I can start going. Um, the first person I hit on Friday morning was Arn Anderson, and I got hit with the upcharge there. Arn was supposed to so be. So, what'd you get signed on the on there from Arn? I got the belt signed. Okay. 
And it was 404060, I believe, on the WrestleCon website. And I got hit with an upcharge. To what? 80. I don't get it. I don't. I mean, Arn is a guy that has been doing these pretty much since he's been released from WWE. Right. So that's that stinks. But you got him. Did you get Luger to sign the belt too? No, I didn't get Luger to sign it. I that's went, right. Because I went right over to the Steiners right after that. Oh, right. Because they were kind of sporadic. Where they when they were at their table, when they weren't. Right. Thursday night, they were they were at their table when I first got into that main room, that first room. Yeah. I they were at their table. I went and got Jake's autograph. I went to go get situated and I looked back up and the Steiners were gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And then you you made the comment when I saw you later on. You're like, oh, maybe they're doing pro photos. And I was like, okay, they'll be back. They never went yeah. back to their table Thursday night. So I had to wait till Friday morning to get their autographs on the card cases and the NWA it's, tag belt. It's possible they had to go to rehearsal for the Hall of Fame. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that's, that's possible. They had call. to go there. So... Uh, so yeah, they were there. They didn't, I thought the Steiners would have more of a line. They didn't really have much of a line all weekend when they were there. I was kind of surprised. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't great. Like for two guys that were going into the hall of fame that weekend, you mm-hmm. thought maybe it'd be a little bit more, but, but nothing, nothing too chaotic. Not like Jeff Hardy or Brett. Yeah. And then we went to the access superstore, Yep. which I've never seen something so complicated for something so simple in my life. You, so there's this giant ticket trailer and it says tickets on the thing. Yep. Because by the way, they were charging you 10 bucks to get in the superstore this year. Yes. Which it wasn't just the store in fairness. There was memorabilia. There was stuff to look at. There was the 2K area. It's fine. Whatever. Um, it was fair. There was 10 bucks for the entire from Thursday to Monday. Mm-hmm. So you go to buy a ticket at the ticket booth. Yep. As you think you do. But they said, no, you don't buy tickets here. You buy them on your phone. <laughs> You're like, what? And then, of course, we're kind of like in line and there's people kind of scrambling. And I go, Jeff, you're trying to download the app. I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll just download the app. I already have the app. I'll add a ticket for you. Just give me 10 bucks. Like, okay, that's easy enough. So we did that. <laughs> and then I pull up and my guy goes, you can't bring that fanny pack in here. And I was like, because we're in a fanny pack because, you know, it's where I keep my things. And I go, okay. So I took all the stuff out of the fanny pack and put it in my pocket. He goes, you can't have that in here. I go, they're selling fanny packs inside. <laughs> he goes. And he was like, I'm just like, you got to put it here and maybe it'll be here when you get back. He actually said that. I go, okay, someone's going to steal this Jan Sport fanny pack, really make a a big thing out of it. But whatever. It was just so complicated and weird. And the guy in front of me, so this is pretty common knowledge that uh, active military with ID get into WWE events for free. Correct. So this guy... I think what he did, he tried to buy a ticket and the lady said, oh no, you get in for free. He goes, oh sweet. So he's going to the lady and the lady's like, no one told me that. You can't get in for free. And I'm like, and I go like, yes, he can. Like, just let him in. He's got a military ID. Mm-hmm. So it's just complicated when it didn't have to be type of thing. Right. Uh, the whole- And then the, 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 no one knew where anything was for signings or any of this stuff. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Cause my buddy Ray was like, hey, if you see the Undertaker QR code or whatnot, or if you see mm-hmm. the, where you can purchase the Undertaker- uh, autograph meet and greet on Sunday. Can you just pick it up and then I'll Venmo you or PayPal you the money? I was like, yeah, sure, dude. So I go up and this lady goes, oh yeah, you scan this QR code. So I scan the QR code, takes me to a website, obviously. I forward that over to Ray. I was like, hey dude, you could purchase tickets here. He goes, no, that's for the panel. 
I was like, what panel? And he goes, that's where they, you know, just talk. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let me ask this lady that is up checking everybody out. So I Mm -hmm. ask her. She doesn't know. Then she asked one of her coworkers, and I think she said you have to purchase them the day of or something like that. It was goofy. Who knows? It was way goofy town, dude. Um, but the the superstore this year was the merch was pretty select, pretty um, wide variety of stuff. Um, I picked up a couple things. I picked up a program, picked up a collector's cup, and I picked up the Andre the Giant uh, Hall of Fame statue. Oh, those are which, so by the cool. way, guys, yeah, on the they're on WWE shop. They're way better in person. I thought they'd be kind of cheap and tiny. Right. They're heavy. They're cool. They're cool little collectible pieces if you want to go on WWE shop and pick one up for 20 bucks. I, I recommend those. Uh, and you grabbed a few things too because I also grabbed, I think, a couple things for my kids. I grabbed them a bear and a New Day pink hat. It's nothing too crazy. Um, but there was some stuff I had my eye on, but I'm like, I'll just wait on these, these things. But what you grabbed, I think, what, the I Was There shirt, the KO Mania shirt, anything else crazy? Anything uh, else fun? Two, two cups... And I got Celeste the WrestleMania 38 sweatshirt. By the way, yeah. you and I have had this discussion before. W- new WWF shirts or WWE shirts, mm-hmm. too loose in the neck. I can't stand that. Yep. Way too loose in the neck. I don't know if I'm going to be purchasing any more WWE shirts. Even your, your, your KO Mania one like that too? It looked okay. It looked better. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a little loose in the neck. I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm one. Of, I like the sandpaper shirts because they gave me a tight neck. You and I had yeah. this discussion when we got we in. Did. But we did. I like. We talk those... about homage and homage is like fifty fifty. Sometimes you get a great neck. Sometimes a no neck. It's, yep. You never know. Yep. You never know. Hundred percent, dude. Uh, but they had lots of cool stuff there. The belts on display are always cool to look at. Mm-hmm. And of course, they make it like a jewelry store with the with the bright lights shimmering off of it. Uh, they had the cool WrestleMania mini title. Just cool stuff to check out. And also, they had the big figure set up, the whole Mattel area. And Bill was over there. You tied with Bill for a little bit, too, from Mattel. Yeah, I talked to him about Simpson Playmate figures. <laughs> As you do at the WWF or WWE <laughs> thing. I talked, uh, I talked to him. I talked to Steve. Looked over all the figures. Figure, figures look great, especially the Superstars line. I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of those Superstar line. Then they showed the new retros. I was all excited, man. It was... Mattel basically just dropped fire. I mean, mm-hmm. just absolutely like just dropped fire at that. Yeah, that heart, those heart foundation retros look awesome. They do. Um, the Lex Luger USA looked pretty cool. Yep. Again, I was only I was only annoyed that they gave him like the swivel hip action. Yeah. Um, I kind of would have preferred the clothesline because like Luger also did the flying forearm, right? Mm-hmm. Even when he was USA, Luger did the flying forearm. They could have done that. Uh, I liked yeah. seeing the Hogan and Mr. T Ultimates in person. That was pretty sweet. Uh, they mm-hmm. showed the back the arena thing, the new generation yep. thing in person. Yep. And I will say for those who backed it, the ring looks like a really high quality made ring. So it, yes. it does look very, it's expensive, of course, looked awesome. Um, they also said that, guess what? You're going to get a crowd backdrop as well as a bonus if you if you ordered it too. So yep. you got that going for you. Yep, you get a diorama. And they had figures there well, as well for 25 bucks, so not bad for for elites. And apparently the Austin Defining Moments got rolled out there on Sunday. <laughs> showed up at the superstore. <laughs> yeah, WTF. Like, where the hell did they just find this case? I mean, that figure came out, what, six, six seven years Toys ago? Toys R Us was still open when it, I got it at Toys R Us, so it's been out for a while. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, everybody's taking pictures like, oh, by the way, here's Steve Austin, Defining Moments. You're like, what? Did I just travel back in time to WrestleMania 32? Yeah. And then 
then we left the superstore, went back, and the second session opened to everyone, and it was chaos. <laughs> the line to get a wristband was through the roof. I'm like, all right, I know I don't have to wait for a wristband because I can sneak in without anybody checking my wrist. Right. So we go back up there, and this is where it's just on top of people. It, but it was almost like a fun chaos, I think, with how much was around. Right. Like, you're kind of, like, figuring out where to go, and you see people like the big show. He's got a big line, and then... Um, people like who else was there that didn't wasn't there the first day? Some uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was there. He wasn't there the first day. More people just showed up, like Vicky Guerrero, Deborah McMichael, Missy Hyatt. Um, just more people just showed up, and it was Anna J from AEW showed up, and uh, Tony Storm and Juice Robinson, and all these people. Just it was a really wide range of people that showed up. Well, then on top of that, you had a buku amount of fans that were there i mean like yeah it was you were rubbing nut stacks against next guy next to you, you know? nuts to butts <laughs> nuts, nuts to butts, to butts as my yeah. co-host likes to say nuts to butts but <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of chaos and no one really knew where anything was um but you, you can walk out what was nice was there was like a hall like a a common area to walk out of and it wasn't as crazy so right. that was kind of nice yeah and that i think that day i got or in that session i think that's when i finally got powers of pain because you had brought yep. the magic erase so mm-hmm. i had to erase off their autos and had to get the jacks classics re-signed and then on top of that i needed warlord to sign the card case and then i sat there and talked to barbarian about how he lived in oakland and oakland is like a neighboring city of us Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to Barbarian about Oakland or Northern California. I'm like, this is another random conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, we met, the, we met more people on Sunday. We met Regal. Cause as I say, we, met, we met the other guy from Puerto Rico. We didn't meet him till Sunday. Right. Um, so yeah, so Saturday was kind of crazy. Or I'm sorry, yeah. No, Friday, I should say, was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were pretty much at WrestleCon all day, just kind of going in and out, dropping stuff off, getting things settled. Um, yeah, it was more of the same on Thursday, except more crazy, basically. And at, I didn't know this, but Adam Bomb had his cello toy there. You had told me on Saturday that Adam Bomb had his cello toy. And I was like, oh, man, I would have gotten that signed because I guess they delivered him that day to him or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was, it must it was a drop off of them, yeah. Oh, I would have picked that up and gotten it signed if I would have known. Yeah, would have been pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, and then Friday night I went back to where my brother was and had dinner with him. And I was like, you can come. You're like, I think I'm just going to crash around here. <laughs> you just kind of chilled out in your hotel area. So you'll find this funny because the place that we went to eat on Thursday, it was like a Mexican restaurant. Well, I was looking for like barbecue or something just to stand out in downtown Dallas. So I went out walking around downtown Dallas. I end up back at access and just start walking around access. Just, you know, looking, seeing if there's anything else I want to purchase. Mm-hmm. Of course I didn't purchase anything. Walk out. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look for some barbecue. I'm going to look for anything that stands out. And I found this w- wing place. It was called wing bucket. And I was like, Ooh, wing bucket sounds good. But then I started thinking, man, I'm going to be at Dallas Stadium tomorrow. We're tailgating. Is there going to be any bathrooms? You know, I'm like, I think I'm going to skip the wing bucket. So I start wandering around a little bit more, find a mess load of Italian restaurants, 
And then all of a sudden I end up back at the Mexican restaurant we <laughs> ate at on Thursday. Yeah. It, well, it was, it was good. It was fine. It was good food. You didn't get the same thing, did you? Or did you? Uh, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, and then Saturday was WrestleMania day. Mm-hmm. And it was the morning access session, or I'm sorry, the morning WrestleCon session, where the main reason we went on that day was to meet William Regal. Yep. And he wasn't too late. He got there at about 1030 or so. We were lined up for him. He ends up getting a long line. But the thing about Regal was every wrestler around, like Regal's here, was going up and talking to him. So even though we weren't that far back in line, he was chatting it up with everybody. You know, so we were talking mm-hmm. with people. We were talking with people in line. Um, everyone was excited to meet him. And again, a guy charging 30 bucks for an autograph that definitely could have been charging a few dollars more if he wanted to. Absolutely. So you got your two-pack signed, your your WCW two-pack, him and beautiful Bobby. Yep. You got a little story you can tell about meeting him too, about meeting Regal, that is. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, was, uh, that was awesome meeting him. I mean, it was just like a surreal moment. Like, holy crap, I'm meeting William Regal. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing was, is I put down the two pack, the old San, old San Francisco toy makers, two pack of the blue bloods of him and Bobby Eaton. Well, I already had Bobby Eaton signed from WrestleCon in New York in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been wanting to meet Regal to get it completed. Well, I set it down and he starts telling me, he goes, oh, I have this, but I don't have Bobby's autograph on it. And I was like, yeah, I met him back in New York. This is, uh, I, I've been meaning to get this completed. And he goes, oh, this is awesome. Boy, it was, it was funny. He goes, oh, why did Bobby sign over in this corner? He goes, I'm left-handed, so I kind of have to go over Bobby's head on the figure. <laughs> so he goes, do you want me to sign it, Lord Stephen Regal? I was like, yes, please. So he starts to sign it. And uh, he goes, oh, I haven't signed Lord Stephen Regal in a while. So he's going over it. We get in for the picture. We he goes to hand me my figure back and he actually kisses. He kind of taps his lips and he taps Bobby's figure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Holy crap. Mm -hmm. I've got Regal's DNA on my figure. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was his friend. That's nice. It's pretty cool. Like you could tell he was kind of like, Oh wow. This is awesome type of thing. So yeah. Like he's never seen that before. Mm -hmm. And then when we were, and again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, was, I took a picture of you when you were ready to meet him. Rob Van Dan comes up and just starts talking Regal's ear off. Right. <laughs> so. And then I think Sam Houston or somebody else came up to him while we were in line as well. Mm-hmm. But like you said, every wrestler was coming up to him. Oh, Regal's here? I got to go say hi to him. So like I saw Sam Houston with him. I saw another wrestler. I'm not sure who he was. Je- Jeff Jarrett was talking to him, I think. There's yeah. lots of people were saying what's up to him. Uh, I told him that, you know, I said, well, because William Regal tweeted, you know, I'll be at WrestleCon on Sunday. I'll be the man and w- well-dressed man with wispy hair. And I said, well, William, I said, you promised us wispy hair you delivered. He goes, did I? He started flipping his hair back. He's like, I could never tell. So I appreciate it. Now I have confidence the rest of the day that I have my wispy hair in. What exactly is wispy hair? It's William Regal's hair. That's all you need. That's what it is. William oh. Regal's. Oh, that's simple. So, uh, and then I went to meet uh, the bunny really quick to get her um, card signed or AW card signed. I met her a bunch of times. She'd done indie shows around here before when she was, I think, Allie and then, uh, what was she, Cherry Bomb. Um, but so it was kind of cool because she kind of remembered, like I talked to her, she goes, she's like, you look familiar. I'm like, yeah, I used to go to the Chicago show. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So she was like talking with everyone forever. 
Mm-hmm. And it was cool because she had a long line, but at the same time, you know, good for her. But this guy behind me was like bitching. He goes, oh my God, I'm all for personalization, but she's taken for like 10 minutes. The girl she was talking to for so long, dressed up as the bunny. Like, this girl was like excited to meet her. So take time with her, all that stuff. So, Aww. you know, she signed it and I go, and I'm like, how much for an autograph? Like it's 20. And like, it's, I'm like, like if you want an autograph and a, and a picture, it's 25. I'm like, well, shit, I'll do the autograph and picture then for 25 bucks, you know, for an extra five bucks. So right. did that, got a picture. She was super nice. And the autograph came out great. She signed it in the green metallic Sharpie. Uh, I got Regal to sign his NXT card. I was kind of looking for a figure to get signed by him, but I, it was going to be too much of a, a rush to get one in time. So I was happy with that. Um, and yeah, we were ready to, we or so we thought our plan was, <laughs> me and you and your buddy Ray, to go to the super, like we're going to go to the superstore, we're going to grab some food, we're going to go grab some food to tailgate, and we're going to, you know, hit up WrestleMania. Yep. We get in my car, in a, <laughs> my rental car, in a parking lot. This yeah. isn't like a shitty na- neighborhood. This is in the middle of nowhere. It's right downtown, literally across you from the WrestleCon Hotel. I hit start the car and it goes, like it sounded like like a go-kart. And the second I do that, Jeff goes, oh, someone stole your uh, catalytic converter. Like you knew instantly. I go, how do you know that? You're like, it happens in California, man. Oh, dude, I live outside Oakland, man. That happens all the time, dude. So yeah. I call the rental car company. They go, can you look under the car? Is there a wire hanging? I go, yep. They go, yeah, someone stole your catalytic converter. I'm like, yeah, I know. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? They're like, well, we get you a tow. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked up, I'm like, mm, I think we can go to the airport. So we drove this car. It was so loud <laughs> on the expressway. <laughs> but I didn't care. It wasn't my car. Halfway to the airport, I realized, oh, shit, we're going to the wrong airport because there's two airports in Dallas. Right. So we had to turn around. But again, we were leaving so early, we weren't in a rush. Right. Which was another good thing, too. Right. Um, that was the funny part because when you started it up, I said, oh, shit, somebody stole the catalytic converter. Both you and Ray turned around like... <laughs> How the hell did you know that? I'm like, dude, this happens all the time in the business park that I'm in. I mean, literally. Oh man, it's a five. It's a five to ten minute quick job. Zzz, zzz, done, and they take the because the yeah. metal or the copper on the uh, catalytic converters are so valuable, they can resell mm-hmm. it for about four or five hundred bucks. So ten minutes of work, they do it for about four or five hundred bucks for just for that copper. Yeah. So we we bring it back to the rental car place, and. They just had me fill out some paperwork. We took a picture with the rental car guy. They gave us a new car, a much nicer car. Yeah. And we hit the road on to WrestleMania. We stopped at the local Target, grabbed some snacks, grabbed some drinks, and then we pulled into a lot. We were across the street from the Rangers' new ballpark. Mm-hmm. Awesome view, easy access to get into, hanging out, gorgeous weather. Then before walking over to the stadium, it was just a fun Fun couple hours before WrestleMania, me, you, and Ray just... What's funny is we were talking about baseball for like two hours. No wrestling was talked about. It was all about baseball. <laughs> I know, dude. Well, Ray's a huge Dodger fan. You're you're a huge White Sox fan. Yeah. Of course, me being a huge Giants fan, it was like, yeah, we're probably going to talk baseball the whole entire time. Yeah, and there was just a big Dodgers-White Sox trade that day yeah. with Kimball <laughs> and AJ Pollock. So like we were like kind of giving each other the scouting reports and all that, so... <laughs> It was cool. And what was weird too, so we were like walking to the stadium and this other guy who was tailgating is, I guess there was a Oklahoma game 
like Oklahoma baseball game or something like that. He goes, yeah, was- oh, you guys are like a super far walk from the stadium. I'm like, huh? It was like a 10-minute walk <laughs> to the stadium. I don't think I was talking about. So, um, But the, one of the other things that I was really looking forward to was the who was Seth's mystery opponent. We all heard the rumors that it was Cody. Yeah. I was so sad that Cody and Seth was already scheduled for Sunday. Well, what was it? Like earlier that week, they said Seth got moved to Saturday, mm-hmm. which got me even more amped up for WrestleMania. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, who's Seth? You know, all I wanted to hear was Cody's riff come on. And sure enough, when it did, dude, I popped huge. Dude. I was so excited. I was so happy. Like, that was the one thing I was waiting for. And then immediately, shirts go up at the merch stands. Yes. So we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So Mania itself, this isn't like a Mania itself breakdown. It was a, we went to night one. I'm sure you watched night two. I thought night one blew night two out of the water. Agreed. Um, night two was fine, but night one was just amazing. You Agreed. know, we got to see Stone Cold and like the whole, and then the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch match, I think was the match of the weekend, uh-huh. which was an awesome match. Um, the Cody moment. So you were at WrestleMania 33. You were here for Cody's comeback. Which pop do you think was louder, the Hardys or this Cody one? Oh, the Hardys, hands down. Okay, okay. Yeah, and what, just, the one thing that I can say about the Hardys, that was an open-air stadium, and that crowd mm-hmm. just lit up that stadium. So everybody knows you're in a large uh, arena or stadium like that. The sound travels up. Well, mm-hmm. the Hardys pop was so loud that even with an open air stadium that it's you you still get goosebumps just even thinking about it for Cody's it the sound traveled up but I couldn't tell in our level because we were in the third level I couldn't tell if it was a loud reaction but when we were Mm -hmm. walking back to the car I asked Rhea said was it loud down on the floor and he was like bro are you kidding me that thing was you know, booming down on the floor for Cody. And I was like, okay. So I guess when the sound traveled up, I don't know. It just kind of didn't hit our level, I guess, because I thought it was crazy loud. I thought it was super loud for sure. I thought, well, I thought it was loud, but like, I didn't think it was as loud. Like I I was like kind of concerned, you know, was this pop, you know, was it, was it okay? You know, I, I didn't know if it was good or not. I couldn't judge. I thought it was good but i didn't think it mm-hmm. was you know like hardy boys pop or anything like that and then of course stone cold and kevin owens had the match which was just so cool how they did it where owens was like i tricked you to challenge you to a, to a match right now a, a no holds barred fight right now so they had a nice brawl austin was hitting stunners austin was taking back bumps at 57 years old onto concrete <laughs> like let's not do that anymore steve but he looked in great shape he was doing drinking beers and it was an awesome thing, and I'm so happy I got to be there for Austin's last match. Because you were at 19, you thought you were at his last match, but now you're officially at his last match. I was at here Austin's in 2022. I was at Austin's what I thought was his last match, and now officially Austin's last match. Yes, so it was, it was awesome. Um, then we were, we left we left the show. Um, we were it was funny. We were waiting outside for your friend Ray to walk back to the car. Right. And like the pyro went off like several times outside the stadium, right in front of us. We're like holy crap, what was that? <laughs> we're setting off big pyro shows, and we got a front row view of that. Yeah. Um. That so was... it was fun. We saw Soda Hunter at Mania. We talked a bit. 
um, kind of met up at one of the little tables in the club area, so that was cool. So yep. you know, shout out to him for bringing the whole clan to WrestleMania weekend and going to both nights. So good for him for getting all that done with the family. So I do have to say this. So I was so panicked that I was in a miss because we got back to the hotel at like one fifteen, I think. Yeah. 1 or one fifteen. Yeah. I was so panicked that I was going to oversleep my flight mm-hmm. because my flight was at 6.30 the next morning. So I'm one of those idiots that has to get to the airport two hours ahead of time because you never know. I hate waiting in lines. You know, I hate that rushed feeling. So I always like to get to the airport super early. Anyways, I was so panicked I was going to oversleep my alarm that I slept in my clothes with all the lights on in the hotel room just so I didn't. You know, when my alarm went off, I would wake up and the lights would, you know, kind of trigger the brain. Oh, it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. So I know that sounds weird, but then you call me the next day to tell me what happened to you that night. Yeah. So I drop you off and my plan's okay. Pretty simple plan. Going to head back in the expressway, go home. So all of a sudden my GPS is taking me to the exit. I had to get to like I to I 30 or something, or I 35. Right. And like, oh, this is blocked off by a police car. I'm like, that's weird. Maybe there's an accident. And then they go to the next exit. That's blocked off. And that's blocked off. So I'm now my GPS is just having me drive in circles downtown. <laughs> so I'm just like driving. And I'm like, I'm kind of going further and further down the street. I'm noticing the neighborhood's getting sketchier and sketchier. And it's pretty late at night. And I'm also driving like this now nicer, like 2022 Ford Escape fully loaded car. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. So I pull up to a stoplight. And two cars pull one in the left, one in the right, and one right behind me. I'm like, oh, this is, I know this trick. I'm from Chicago. They're going to try to rob me. So I just <laughs> hit the gas and just blew the red light and kept going. Um, and then, yeah, so that was fun. I ended up getting back. Eventually, I cut through one of the blocked exits to get in the expressway. Ended up getting home at my brother's house at 2.30, 2.45. So I had to leave. I had to get up at 5 to get make my flight. So I got a couple hours of sleep. But I slept for like a little bit on the plane. Um, But then when we landed, somebody on my plane, as they were getting up, like passed out, (laughs) fell down. The flight attendant gets in the PA, says, is anybody here a doctor or a nurse? I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) So we had to wait for the EMTs to come. They said, we may have to deploy the plane from the back. Luckily, the person seemed to be okay. Eventually, I made it home. I had to get up. My wife picked me up with my kids. We went right to my oldest daughter's Irish dance recital. So I went to that and then I came home, stayed up for mania and just pushed through and passed out. And I think today I finally caught up on some sleep. Oh, like dude. a little bit. I'm so jealous. Today, I think I did. I'm so jealous of you. I, <laughs> I, you're, still, you're still not caught up. Dude, I'm still dragging in on top of that. I've been working the first three days. I've worked about 33, 34 hours of work. Mm-hmm. So I have had no time to catch up on sleep and it's driving me nuts, but then I have to fly to Chicago. So I'll be, I'm surprised you're not sick of me yet. Well, I mean, I live, I mean, whatever. But <laughs> I, I think I got a, I got a good break from you every night. So that was okay. <laughs> no, I told you like, you were like, oh, are you okay? For, generally when I'm traveling with stuff, I'm like, if I have, as long as there's nothing like time pressing i'm like we can go whatever like whatever whatever it's cool yeah i mean i'm here to relax like there's no like pressure we'll figure it out and even when the converter got stolen i'm like worst case scenario we'll just drive this car there tonight like i don't like it's not it's not 
it'll, the car will still work without a catalytic converter. It'll just sound like crap. Like, I don't care. Like, worst case scenario, <laughs> we'll just drive this to Arlington and, or, and go, to, go to Mania. It's like, we'll figure it out. So, um, But, yeah, so I have had no chances to catch up on sleep because, as I said, I slept in my clothes on sa- Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So I, slept, I got about an hour and 10 minutes sleep. I got about maybe 40 minutes on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us forever to take off in Dallas because a light came on and ended up that it was the emergency brake hydraulic light or something like that. And the captain's like, yeah, this won't affect our flight, but we can't take off with this light on. So that was an extra two and a half hours sitting on the <laughs> runway. I slept a little bit there. Uh, slept a little bit on the flight and then got home and I had to race out to Tracy, which is about 45 minutes east and had to get to my fantasy baseball draft. And so I, I came home and I was falling asleep during Mady. I ate this huge burrito and mm-hmm. I just, I was passing out during Mady and Celeste goes, I think you need to go to bed. I was like, I think I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> But all in all, like I said, we're over an hour chatting on this, and it was a fun weekend. Uh, some lessons to be learned about future signings and and all that. And don't yeah. be afraid to ask the promoter before you go. Like, are you going to be charging extra for certain items? Type of thing. Yeah, please do send an email to people. Say, hey, look, I don't want a sticker shock, or I don't want anything. You know, when I get there, no surprises. Is there going to be an upcharge for anything I get signed? You know, whether it be figures, whether it be a turnbuckle pad or whatever it may be, it doesn't hurt to shoot an email over to the promoter saying, look, I don't want any surprises. What's the cost? Is it 60 flat? For example, that Bret Hart signing that's coming up in San Jose, it says $60 all items. So all items to me means all items. So I won't have any surprises when I get there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's the big, big takeaway. So you went, you were happy you went, I take it. You're happy you got to go. You spent some coin, but instead of instead of spending that money throughout the year, you just spent it all in one weekend. <laughs> yeah. you, you were getting this stuff signed anyway, just a matter of when. Yeah, and I do thank you. And I thanked you numerous times throughout the weekend, but I do thank you for getting me to go. Like, I was kind of dreading it. I was like, oh, man, do I want to go? Don't I want to go? Honestly, when I got there and I saw you and you know, we hit up WrestleCon right away. It, it, it just put everything to bed. Like I knew I was going to have a great time. I did have a great time. Mm -hmm. I thank you. You know, you and Ray were great on Saturday and I thank you for everything, man. You know, getting me to go. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming too. Cause without you, I'd have been going solo to a lot of this stuff. So, I mean, I I knew people that were around there and I could have met up with people here and there, but either way, it was a blast to go. It was a blast to go to that mania. Got to see some awesome moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I, th- I said this to someone yesterday. I think Cowboy Stadium is a great place to host WrestleMania, but I don't think Texas is the best city or Dallas is the best city for a mania, if much, that makes sense. Much agreed. Much agreed. I mean, New Orleans will always be the best, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And even uh, they e- they've got to go back there for forty. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and even Los Angeles next year isn't going to be the best because Englewood, I believe, is about twenty five thirty minutes outside Los Angeles. So yeah, I believe it's around there. Um, so everything's going to be held in downtown Los Angeles. 
then you have to go over to Inglewood for WrestleMania. So you still got a little bit of a travel there, which kind of sucks, you know? But I hope that if the next next California Mania is in San Diego because I've been there for work and everyone knows they have the massive convention center for Comic-Con. Yep. They have an their downtown area, their gas lamp district is a walking distance everywhere. Petco Park's right there if they want to have it there. Yep. It's I think it's a great Mania city. I really do. So Fingers crossed for the future. Plus, the weather's gorgeous there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but New Orleans is always going to be number one. I think Vegas could possibly happen. But they're doing Money in the Bank at Vegas this July. So if you want to go to sweat your ass off in the desert, <laughs> head over there for it. Well, you're in a climate-controlled stadium, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll speculate on where it's going to be. Um, some people are talking about maybe Atlanta because they've got that new stadium. Um Atlanta was a fine, an okay city for Mania. Everything was pretty much walking distance, which was nice. The convention center, access, all that stuff was walking distance. That was nice, right. but it's still a, a, a big city, so it's kind of tough. But yeah, we will see. All right, uh, anything else before we close up shop for tonight? No, Get you some sleep. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, no. I appreciate you, man. I really do. I thank you for. I I just said this last, you know, ten minutes or excuse me, five minutes ago, but I do thank you for getting me to go you know i had a blast uh everybody mm-hmm. watched those upcharges from the promoters um those are last little tidbits man and again thank you yeah hopefully um and then maybe next year to year after we'll we'll see i've said that i'm not planning on going to la next year just because i just know it's going to be a pain to get around but if enough people are going i might be i may be the one bullied into going next year so we'll see we shall see because you're you're drivable. You're a six-hour drive, so you can do it. Yep. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Another tip we have for everybody, if you're going to go to this, stay at the WrestleCon Hotel. It might cost a little bit more per night, but the convenience of having a room to bring your stuff to is just – you, can't, you can't buy that price. I did it in New York. You did it in New York. You did it here. Like It's just the best. It re- it's the best. It really is. I mean, just being able to run upstairs real quick, drop things off, head back downstairs – Mm-hmm. It's it's the best, man. It really is. Yeah, and you don't have to get up early. You're already there for the day, and if you want to like stop for a little bit, you can. You know, it's it's the way to do it. Um, yeah, Jeff, thanks for for coming on and doing this. Uh, I know you've got your show coming up this week, so as always on Sunday, you can check that out. Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Follow him at Fully Posable. And they have their podcast for you and your favorite podcast app. Search Fully Posable. Hit subscribe. They'll be there for you. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. We'll be back next week with a regular show. Me and Eric, a fun, nostalgic wrestling show. We'll pick something fun, as we always do. And you can find all of our past shows for free at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast and your favorite podcast app. Normally, we do shout-outs for other shows, but this is a special show. So we'll save that for our next one. Jeff, thanks for coming on. No and problem. Everyone, thanks for listening. Can I? Anything can, else, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I make a suggestion for the next show? Sure. One of the King of the Rings. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because we we would be going into King of the Rings season, you know, if we were in the '90s. So I just thought it. It's a good King idea. Of- that is a good idea. We'll have to. Pick, I I don't know if we've done King of the Ring yet. We might have done '93 ones. If not, definitely. Either I remember loving the '94 King of the Ring. That was like a. a tape renter over and over again <laughs> so I'll, I'll check that out so i always like going back to shows that i haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. and 
Eric doesn't watch as much wrestling as I do. Okay. So like it's always like fun where he's like, I was pleasantly surprised by this show. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we we will maybe we, we will take your suggestion into consideration for King of the Ring for next week. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Jeff, thanks for coming on. We'll Anytime. see y'all next week. <laughs>